and I and I would always I would also say like you've had your whole life to right evolve and be a man and and you have those experiences. Um, I have to adapt to those experiences. So that's why like I feel when people are like gender identity, it's innate, it's authentic and all this stuff. Like, okay, yeah, I might have been dysphoric as a kid, but but for me to sit here and say I've always been a man, it, mm. it's it's bullshit. You sure. know, it's bullshit. Uh, I've always felt dysphoric, but that could have meant a lot of different things. And I didn't know what it was like to interact in a group of men until those men saw me as a man. It, it's totally different. But I guess one of the major things that uh, I took away uh, or consistently take away from your channel is you focus a lot on mental health. Um, is there a particular reason as to why that's your go-to? Sure. Well, yeah. So I so so. Yes, I think so like I was talking earlier about like I'm interested in issues that are divisive and I think divisive issues are divisive not at like the you know libertarian party versus socialist party it's divisive like amongst friends amongst family whatever and and for me anytime we're talking about like an abstract issue you know economics or something that's like mm -hmm. you know again gender race or anything like that it, people personally get invested in that people's personal identities are staked in that and that usually can lead to anger and conflict or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I actually, so, so like I view the topics I'm talking about as having like actual consequence in terms of like everyday people's lives in conversation at, at the minimum, but then in actually how it plays out. But specifically in regards to mental health, I started, yeah, that channel, I had been in therapy for five months at that time. Um, and I had never done that before. And it was, you know, it was like pandemic was, or it yeah. was, it was March. Um, I, you know, I was, uh, life was going well, I guess. And then everything flipped pandemic lockdown. I live on my own. So, you know, it was nice when I was like going into work and seeing people. Um, but, um, it just went to hell and we didn't know how bad it was going to be. And then the riots broke out and everything. And it was like, everything was coming on all at once. And then I didn't know how to handle it. And then I saw other people were fighting and saying stupid shit. And so it's like, yeah. Um, so when I do videos, if I do a video on, you know, gender issues or uh, I did one on critical race theory, it's like, I'm interested not in just like, oh, here's the academic nature of this. It's like, here's how this issue causes people to hate each other. Mm -hmm. And that I think is a primary contributor to the mental health crisis. I think it's like, you know, people are isolated. Um, you are yeah. on social media all the time and we, are in our bubbles, obviously we have the algorithms feeding us stuff. And it's like, you know, to the degree that I'm, that I'm trying to achieve something or fill a gap, it's like, I want to just be able to speak intelligently, but also honestly, not just like, we're going to approach this and just be purely intellectual about this, this and that. It's like, no, if I think like critical race theory is fucking bullshit, if it causes, you know, white people to say that black people who are successful are yeah. white supremacists, then I'm going to say that. And I'll, you know, I'll be honest and say I get why people might be tempted to believe that because there is a history of racism and, and that does affect things. But, you know, the, I think the, the, the mental health thing is, is basically just any abstract idea has to relate to your, your, your day-to-day -day life. You know, yeah. otherwise, it's, otherwise it's, just, it's just intellectual masturbation at that point. It's like that's, that is – people <laughs> yeah, do a lot I, of that and it's annoying. No, I know they do. I just – I. I don't usually come across somebody that, that uses that. And I, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say I, that's like one of my favorite things that I took away from last year. <laughs> nice. Yes. It, it just, uh, I heard, uh, what's his name? James. He, he used that quite a bit. 
uh, James, uh, the kind of like the basically like the king of trying to dismantle wokeism. Oh, James Lindsay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He yeah, used oh, that yes. once, and I was like, "That's actually really hilarious." Oh, yeah. that really oh. is what it is, though. Um, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. Um, yeah. I know people who will be like very smart and can articulate yeah. complex ideas, but it's like, dude, at a certain point, you've you're so detached from the underlying like action that this abstract mm-hmm. idea is supposedly related to. That well, it's kind of like what you said. You know, you're not. You want to be able to be honest and something i find with a lot of these people that do intellectually masturbate is is that they are going through these books they go through the academic what what is this book telling me what is the literature you know they, yeah. they only go by that where right. it's such a point that they can't even think on their own and, and which is insane um they can't you know they can't uh, be reasonable um i did also like uh, actually that reminds me of that one video i made where somebody said uh that destroying property isn't violence uh because these aren't these aren't reasonable times yeah right? nicole hannah jones it's like <laughs> yeah. any, any reasonable person yeah. can agree that destroying property is a right. bad thing but these are not reasonable times therefore mm-hmm. now we're going to allow it to happen yeah uh which is that's insane to me the way that they kind of just flip things around right they could they could somehow find a way to be understanding about something that makes no sense uh, but yet when you bring up you know the fact that well okay for example, should a, a child be able to get a surgery that they may later regret? There's, At you know, again, or something. right. This is something that they go to the, the literature, whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, they can't actually think about what that the weight of that decision could be for a kid. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. They'll pull up the study like, oh, here's, yeah. here's a study. And, that, and that's a common thing I see with like the Internet debate community is, you know, it's, it often devolves into like, I'm going to cite my study, you cite your study. And it's like, well, hold on, you know, it, whatever the issue is, maybe it's minimum wage. It's like, you're going to, you can find studies that do this. If you cannot, yeah. but if you cannot verbally articulate what's going on, then the, you know, the study is as much up for interpretation as the, the idea itself. And so it's like, again, it's mm-hmm. like you were saying, like a, like a 12 year old, it's like, look, <laughs> I'm sure there are studies of, you know, uh, um, t- uh, surgery done on minors and then six months later, they're still happy. They don't mm-hmm. regret it. Therefore, that's a success. And it's like, okay, let's think about this logically. A 12-year-old, I mean, th- I think about going back to the mental health. Life. It's like I think about the amount of growth I've gone through in the past year. I'm 24. So yeah. a year ago, I was, right. you know, in a, I, I, you know, I, my mannerisms are the same and I'm, you know, I, I'm the same person, so to speak. But, but it, like, I grew up so much. And to think that at 12 years old then, people are advocating that, okay, yes, if someone has a, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, certainty that they're, that they need to do this, that we're going to allow that. And it's like, look, you can pull whatever studies that, that, and again, it, it, you know, it goes back to, okay, well, we have to look at the study. What does it say? And I got in on one of them. I got, um, I did a video and I got in an argument on the comments, which you should never do. Um, but yeah. it, uh, I say the study, and they're like, "Look, most of them said it was okay." And it's mm-hmm. like, "Look, literally, look at look at the the survey question. It was it was within six weeks after the surgery." It's like, you know, and I and right. um, you know, you, you've had uh, um, uh, 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 Grace and Daisy on. I saw, and I know you interview um, detransitioners regularly. It's like some mm-hmm. of them, it takes a year or two or more to realize it, yeah. and it's just it's a huge change. Yeah, and it's I just mean. so it's just so is this so self? This is what I mean about like. We can talk intellectually. It's like, it's so obvious. It's a kid. It's a 12-year-old yeah, kid. Right. You wouldn't let them make decisions about smoking cigarettes. You wouldn't make them let them make decisions about, 
you know, taking mm-hmm. steroids. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Do we yeah. need like scientific proof for for all of that? Well, it, well, and it's just right, exactly. And it's just like, and to your point about yeah. you know, people, people. Look, this is the most important thing, and I, and I made this point on that podcast um, with my friend um, Owen. It's like, like I think about gay conversion therapy. It's like, okay, gay. It's pretty. It's pretty easy, and I would say just it's it's a just thing to do to say. Um, you know, parents who send their gay their kids to gay conversion therapy, they're bigoted and f them. They're ridiculous. And I'm like, you know what? That's re- that. I, I feel that way, and I feel mm-hmm. kind of the same way about parents who uh, put their kids on hormone therapy. But then I try and go, okay, let's step back. What is the position they're coming from? For gay conversion therapy, like if you're a Christian and you genuinely believe that your kid being gay will send them to hell, like genuinely, then you know, putting your kid through gay conversion therapy is in their mind. They're, you know, I would say, I don't warped or deceived mind or whatever. They're actually saving their kid from hell, and they're doing it from a place of love. Yeah. And I've seen interviews with, um, you know, gay gay people who went to a gay conversion camp, and that was like the worst thing about it is that my parents, it was like fear for them. You know, like mm-hmm. the fear of hell is a real thing, and if you think your kid is going to go to hell, I can understand why. And on the flip side, for parents who, you know, I've seen interviews online of parents who are going to, um, you know, raise their kid genderless or do do surgery or whatever, and it's like. I don't. I I think it's an unbelievably small minority of people who would do it for political reasons or like I'm making a statement. It's like no, I genuinely believe that this is the right thing for my child. Again, mm-hmm. that you know, I would say they've been deceived by a, a a ridiculous ideology, just like the fundamentalists yeah. who send their kid to gay conversion therapy have been deceived. But the people who are so quick to rationalize, well, but these studies show this. It's like they're. They've already they've already come from the position of I'm doing this for the right reasons, mm-hmm. so I'm going to figure out any way to rationalize it, which is just how the fundamentalists do it from their side. Yeah. Well, I've already decided being gay is a sin, and we have to convert it. I'm just gonna now I'm just gonna figure out no, it's for the kid, it's for this or whatever, and it's like, <clears throat> yeah, it, yeah, and then so no, that whole thing is a uh, is crazy. I was actually having a brief Twitter conversation earlier uh, on conversion therapy and trying to get the, the the definition of this in regards to gender identity and it doesn't make sense um they cited stonewall and quoted them which was something along the lines of um suppressing a person's gender identity uh through talk therapy so what does that mean because talk therapy is the most common therapy that we all go sure, to at some right, point so right. you're i mean it's just it's just insane I, I constantly have to like you know kind of going back to how we started this conversation which is uh, your reaction, right? My initial reaction is just to, I just want to throw something and just cuss. Cause I'm like, what the fuck do you guys, are you guys crazy? You know, it doesn't make any sense, but obviously I have to realize that I'm talking to somebody who is deep into an ideology and they don't, they can't see it. It doesn't matter how I explain it. Yes. Um, I, 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 ideological possession is a very yeah, useful totally, term. Yeah. I don't know if I, if I mean, you're, you, yeah, ideologically possessed. Yeah, totally. Yes. I'm, I, yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm heavily influenced by Jordan Peterson, and, and I know and I the, saw that. Yeah, yes, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I like him too. Videos. But I was like, uh, I think I think you're a bigger fan. Yes, uh, I, I, I have. I take uh, I, I take pretty. I've got a notebook full of notes from the lectures. <laughs> right on. But it, but there's been some <clears throat> use, like super useful things in terms of like, <clears throat> like he like he talks about one instance of um, Alexander Solzhenitsyn who was um, um, who wrote about the Soviet Union and when people were being taken to the gulags. He talked about how. In the gulags, in the communist camps, people would be brought in who were 
like card carrying members of the communist party and they could not believe even while they were imprisoned even while yeah. when communism had failed to the point where the people who were supporting it were mm. put in prison themselves even right. when they were in prison they would still rationalize how no the communist party is right this is just an error or like they would write the example he gave is um, a woman was brought in and uh, her daughter wrote to her and said something to the effect of um, if they brought the, the communist party says you're guilty if it's so if they're if they're lying, I'm not going to join like the communist Hitler Youth version or whatever. And if they're not lying, then I never want to talk to you again. And the and the example and what he, what Solzhenitsyn said was that this person wrote back and said, even though they said they were innocent, they'll say, I'm going to tell my daughter I the Communist Party rightfully imprisoned me because mm -hmm. the worst thing for her would be to not join the communist Hitler Youth or whatever. And it, yeah. and that's an example of just like. It's exactly what's happening. Ideological now. possession. Yes, people yeah. have are, their personal <clears throat> identity is indistinguishable from yeah. a political position, a conclusion to an argument, something to that effect. And then they just rationalize and rationalize mm -hmm. it until they're, until the last yeah. moment things are broken down. And <clears throat> they're so extreme and they're going to keep going extreme to, to achieve this. I don't even know what, what they're trying to achieve. Well, they don't even know what they're trying to achieve, but, but, you know, these same people will, uh, you know, they'll, they'll come after me and be like, you know, oh, you just want to be liked by, so-and-so you're just uh you know you, you just want approval from people and and it's like i mean i'm not winning anything over here you know i'll have the religious right sure. after me and you and you crazy people after me so what exactly am i you know am i am i gaining from speaking out not really a whole lot except like i, I want to keep my dignity but um but my point is like it is also really bizarre how they're kind of like in a trance you know they're just repeating things from some script that they all agree on and yeah you know, they'll, it's almost like an algorithm. Like once, yeah, once it, you know creepy. the once you mm -hmm. know the couple tenants, you can yeah. produce what their arguments better yeah. than they can because it's just an algorithm. Right. Exactly. It's yeah. because of patriarchy. It's because of racism. It's because of this. It's mm. the same thing the fundamentalists do. It's the same thing Alex Jones mm. does with the globalists. Which, you know, yeah. figure. It's like we're going to make everything uh, uh, attribute it to the globalists. We're going to make everything attribute to white supremacy. We're going to It's like it's just the but, same game, different. Except that at least, at least Colors. when they define things, it kind it it kind of makes sense. But with people that are typically leftists, they're redefining words, so you don't really. I can't even follow. I don't even sure. understand language reconstruction. Yeah, right. Language reconstruction. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, uh, again, kind of going back to the whole uh, the beginning, the whole mental health thing. I, I think that is probably. The, one of the the main issues right now is mental health. Mm -hmm. We're living through a reactionary timeline. Like everything is outraged. Nobody wants to think. Everything is outraged. Everything is my my side of the political party is right. Yours is bad, mm -hmm. and um, that's not obviously going to make people feel better mentally. They're all one second from exploding on you. Mm -hmm. You know. And how do we, how do we, uh, how do we even turn that back, at all? If we even have a chance or. Do we just keep riding this wave to <laughs> fall off the edge? Well, right, and and I and and I think it's what um, we can talk about. In this is is identity because it's about like like a lot of it. I think is people looking for groups, like you said, people go to tribes or whatever. So if I'm you know signaling virtue signaling mm -hmm. on Twitter or whatever, um, you know leftist stuff or right wing stuff, then I know I can lean back on my right wing friends or left wing friends and I'll have a yeah. group or whatever. And that's, and especially during the pandemic when people are isolated, that, that impulse is um, driven even more. But I, I think, I think, 
I, I think it is the, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a philosophical question of like, what, what is identity exactly? And I, I, I think how it's being played out now, like going back to language deconstruction is like, this is my gender identity. This is my identity. It's like, identity is not a simple concept. But I think the way it's being used now is tribalistic in that, like, identity is, that is the group I can be part of. You know, you look at the, the LGBTQIA, it, it just, new, new letters are added each time and stuff. It's like, yeah, that is, that, that's a perfect example of, well, we're going to put labels. I think I saw something on uh, demisexual, which is yeah. like, uh, what is it? I'm only sex, you're only sexually attracted to people who you have an emotional connection with. It's like that's like a normal human being. Like yeah, right. I, that's exactly. how, that's how I am. I wouldn't call yeah. myself a, demis a demisexual. I wouldn't. <clears throat> I wouldn't concretize that term and use it as like, a, oh, you're demisexual too. Like we can, as if we're sharing some common experience. Right. When it's just like that's just one narrow part of my identity that's different from other people's. And but so, you're also probably sapiosexual. So well, I. I've you like intelligent women, I assume, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> Which is another dumb one. Exactly. Like, yes. And, uh, and, and even 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 to the degree I've made jokes about that. It's, it's yeah. Like, it's like I'm safe. I'm attracted to. It's like. Yeah. It's like dude. <laughs> Nobody likes anybody stupid. Yeah. Like, right. Oh my god. Yeah. It, Actually, it, I, I I feel like that's kind of wrong in itself because if you're creating a label that says you're only attracted to smart people, well, obviously you're leaving out stupid sure. people. Yeah. I mean. And 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 it, 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 yes, it's just very like. Phobic. It's, and it's funny because, you know, like the same, like we, we were just talking about, like it's an algorithm, right? It's a, once you know yeah. that, once you know the couple axioms, once you know the couple formulas, you can spit out their argument. The same language that is used by, you know, people where, where gender is the most gender ideologues or race ideologues. Well, then you mm -hmm. then it translates into like fat phobia or whatever. It's like, that's, it's, that this, one's crazy too, but yeah. it's, but it's the same language. Right. It's a, it it's a, it's a, what, what, I don't know exactly what the words are in terms of like, is it a, a slim centric society or it's ableist or something like that? It's oppression yeah. of. Oh yeah, disabled is uh, another one. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. Disability yeah, status right. and, and yeah. Cla the, class is the original one, which is yeah. where, which is no, all it, of this stems <laughs> exactly, yeah. fundamentally from mm -hmm. critical theory, which is a Marxist ideology, and mm -hmm. nobody disputes that. Vosh or any of the main, you know, uh, left wing U YouTubers who I would argue are kind of the um, the think tanks for a lot of this I this ideology. Yeah. It's like that's that's self admitted. It's it's it's. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a way of viewing the world that you know it puts people in groups, and that is the identity part of it. Is okay. We, I want to be in the group that my ideology says I'm the good yeah. person, and then I then now I have a bond with people who we are fighting for the good. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it stems, I think, also from the fact that it's a lot of privileged people. It's a lot of people who feel guilty yeah. about being privileged, and that's something I talked about in therapy. I'm as privileged as it gets. And I was like, you know, I, I have, I feel like I have a responsibility and like you were saying, it's like, you know, I, I take risks saying these things. You and I both take risks saying these things. We're not, we're getting heat as much, uh, you know, as much, as much praise or whatever compliments we're getting. Mm. It's like, there's heat. What there's, a, yeah. there's out, there's negative <clears throat> stuff about that. So it's like, it's a lot of privileged people who feel the need. And instead of actually doing the hard work of saying, well, what is actually the truth? And what are things that I could say that would make people uncomfortable but are actually true and beneficial mm -hmm. in the long term? And they are unable or refuse to do that. Yeah. What, what did you mean by um, you're saying, you, okay, so like you recognize you have some kind of privilege. Mm -hmm. You don't have to get into like what it is exactly. Sure. But uh, what is, is there, is there guilt or expectations that you feel you're pressured under that you have to? Well, 
you do know, certain things? Or? Yeah, I, it, well, so I would say it's when I, like, thinking back to the conversations I had in therapy, it was kind of like, like I, you know, I, I, I was born in a, a wealthy suburb and I, I never, never in my life did I have economic um, mm-hmm. concerns where like I was going to be able to afford food or rent or something like that. That's, I've never had to experience that. And then I, you know, I, I, I um, live in the Chicagoland area and I'll, I'll drive through a, like a, a bad neighborhood and I'll just see how other people are living simply by virtue of the circumstance that we were born differently. And it's like, Mm. you know I, I like i do feel i i i do did feel guilty of just okay then i come home and i play video games or I smoke weed and i sit on my ass it's like mm-hmm. that's not really like i'm more i'm more i'm capable of more than that you know yeah. and um and so uh, you know going back to the like mm-hmm. why i started in the, in the first place is like you know there's actually doing the work there's actually putting money where your mouth is donating money i'm fortunate enough to have a a decent job where i can you know put at my own resources towards certain causes or whatever but it's but then it's also like no it's actually it's actually speaking you know saying difficult truths which again like you know in therapy that's sort of (laughs) the central theme of that is like yeah you know i have to say things about my you know friends people i love all that stuff and it's just like so awkward awkward and and <laughs> and you know yeah. it's it's because then you have to deal with the con the consequences of that and all but it's like it's all yeah. it's always you're always better for it you're all like yeah you know and, and i just think like totally i, I have <laughs> friends who you know group of friends half of them are conservative half of them are liberal or maybe one or two of them are conservative one or two are liberal and like the liberal one would say like if you supported trump you're a fascist and you can go mm-hmm. fuck yourself, like on their Instagram story. And then it's like, okay, so now like we're in a group together, and I like, if you really believe that, you're mm-hmm. sitting with someone who did that. So do you not like this person? Are you gonna talk behind your back? If not, then you really don't believe what you said, did you? And it's just like, that's what I mean when it like plays out in the individual level and stuff. And it's just yeah. like, there's a need to talk intelligently and honestly about it. I think it's more important to be authentic than like rational so to speak which not that it's not important to be rational but it's like you know you can't treat everything with object you can't treat everything with neutrality some things like i'm not i'm not gonna some ideas into kind of to your point is like people will just will just argue or or repeat their ideology or whatever it's like at a certain point the best way to deal with that is like ridicule sometimes and be like you're you're advocating for abolishing the police you think zero police like really so if i come at you with a gun you're like i'll just not call the police it's like okay say that say that online please come on the podcast say that online and then Mm -hmm. let people see you for or see that belief for what it is so i don't know that was a wide circle no 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 um i i would say uh another thing to that in kind of regards to all that is uh you know we are and I'm sure, you know, Jordan Peterson has talked about weak men and strong men and all this. But I guess from your take, I haven't really discussed this on my channel much or probably at all, is how do you, do you feel pressure in that sense? Um, obviously, there's there's a lot of weak men today, in my opinion. So do you feel pressure to live up to this, again, kind of expectation of what sure, a, like a masculine what a, archetype or yeah, something like that. Of what a strong man is and, and I, I don't know. Or even is that something that you ever thought about? 
we could actually from here we could kind of you know head towards the uh the gender talk sure yeah what does it mean yeah yeah yeah. i I, so i would say i i I never like the guilt i felt and the fear i would say because Mm -hmm. i would say when when like after the black lives matter riots and after everything really started to divide and like very obviously yeah like I, I, I still am concerned with the direction of the country and the direction of society. And it's like a big driver in why I'm, you know, speaking about things the way that I am is like, it, it would be both ignorant and arrogant of me in my 24 years of life to assume that because things have been stable, at least in my life, which hasn't been for other people, but because things have not fallen apart you know, during my time here, that that's going to be the case for indefinitely. And I don't have to do anything about it. It's like when society falls apart, when you're, you know, when you, when the community that you are in is threatened by instability and all that or instability, it's like, that's your, that's my responsibility. It's your responsibility. And so I would say that I would say the idea of the weak men thing, it's like, there certainly are weak Weak men, there's weak people. I think I don't know. I don't. I don't know if, um, and I, I don't know if it's weak men. Well, it d- depends on the definition of words. There's a lot of. There's certainly a lot of dispossessed mm-hmm. men on the left yeah. and the right. And I think. Oh yeah. Like when I think of Antifa person or alt right person, it's the same. Totally, person. I agree. It's the. Yeah. It's the. And I've argued with them on Discord, much to my. You yeah, know. they're cowards hiding behind an ideology as well. And 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 it's just in <clears throat> like it's not isn't. Like you were, it's like they, it's like people don't argue for, to to make a change. They argue to, it's a dominance thing. It's just a game, you know. Like it, it, yeah. exactly the same way you would play a video game, and I, you know, fucking beat your ass. It's like I, we argued and blah blah blah, whatever. And there's a lot of that. I, I would, I never. I, I, I do think about like um, the notion of, you know, like what Jordan Peterson talks about is like for men, there's a. Um, a more a greater emphasis on like taking on responsibility, mm-hmm. right? Like his point is, and this is a point made by Jung and a bunch of bunch of people. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, like women. The like the archetypal hero's journey for men and women is like, well, women. I think the term that Jung used is like women, um, like grow into their purpose. Like when they have children, they're generally speaking the primary. Um, you know people responsible for raising the child um, and men are too, but men have to, or I think the quote Jordan Peterson is like women understand their purpose. Men have to figure it out or something to that effect. And it's like that. I responded to that a lot of just like, you know, I have, I've watched this was, it's like, I am one of those men that sat and watched hundreds of hours of YouTube. um, Not just not like, funny videos but like actually stuff i was interested in like jordan peterson mm-hmm. lectures or other stuff yeah. and history and all that and it's like i i know some things I, I can i can actually speak up and say hey my left-wing friend you have a good point about society being systemically discriminatory like there is systemic discrimination the drug war was designed to take out or was to uh, break up anti-war movements and black communities like we can call that i have that's systemic racism. That's fine. And we should do something about it. You're right. And then my right-wing friends, it's like, okay, yes, we are in the greatest country that ever existed in terms of just look how much privilege we have. We, you and I can have this conversation. People can tweet how much they hate capitalism for their iPhones and stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, all, like 
being able to bridge that ground, I felt was just something that, you know, I was able to do. And so for me, the idea of like, what is a, you know, like, a, like the man or like, what kind of man would I try to become? What does it mean to be a man in terms of taking on responsibility? It's like, for me at this point in time, that that's what it means. It means doing this. It means saying yeah. things honestly, even though, um, you know, there will be pushback. And uh, yeah, I mean, it it is a really, and I mean, I might put you on the spot a little bit, but no worries. Um, the whole because I mean, I hear obviously in regards to the the discussion around trans, you know, you it usually typically revolves around, um, you know, female spaces and whether or not kids should be transitioning and it's very obvious why that is also in the case of sports you know you don't really hear guys bitch about oh my god there's trans men in sports are killing us they're not really they're taking yeah right because it's right because it's very unlikely that that would happen so you don't really hear that but but i am uh in thinking about what a man is and what a woman is right and kind of focusing on on men because you're here and i don't usually talk about this um what a man is and in the concept of like strong or weak seems to be definitely changing whether whether we here agree or not um because like today we we see you know we want uh or not we want but you know i see that like we want to embrace a man who's fluid in his gender expression which you know what that's fine to each your own if a guy wants to go wear a dress go for it sure. but then but then we also see men who are completely comfortable with uh you know the erasure of what a woman is and and they're not standing up for women so and then of course we have uh me in the picture here like coming in uh and that's also adding something to it so i'm i'm always curious because i don't i don't really hear i don't really hear dudes say much and i also don't and i also kind of get why that is you know i kind of went over why that is it doesn't really impact them the same way right and i mean I, I think men typically are going to be bitching about stuff in general, but you know, because it doesn't fucking, it doesn't phase you as mm-hmm. much. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess that's kind of where I'm going at with the whole discussion is like, do you feel like any, in any sort of way? Um, and I mean, this isn't really about me, but just in general, like, mm-hmm. do you feel like you're now being pushed into a new category of what a man is because of all these sort of changes with what, um, uh, a man is. I don't, I don't know if I delivered sure. that. No, 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 no. Yeah, and you I. Get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, um, I mentioned something. Or this reminds me of the, a point I made in, um, a video about transgender children. Actually, was, mm-hmm. we, this is going to sound, society is changing. Society is advancing. Like yes, and, you know, five hundred years ago. Um, men, in, in order to survive, in order to be successful, you needed physically aggressive men. You needed like men who yep. could actually kill people and like you know and beast. That was so that classic archetypal definition of a man that was necessary for that time. But we're in a different yep. time now, where you know I, like I would get my ass whooped in a revolution or a you know survivalist scenario. So that's not <laughs> I'm not I'm not that that's not the masculinity that I seek to. Mm-hmm. Um, to aspire to, so to speak. Although, increasingly, if things get worse, that might be a good idea. Um, But I think, like, the decoupling of, like, the necessity for physical strength and physical aggression, Mm -hmm. given the society we live in, which is technologically advanced and doesn't require me to be a hunter, 
the you know the the underlying trait of like competitiveness and speaking truth and be and willing to take on risk that is the that's the underlying um masculinity that i think is subscribed to the degree that there's weak men or there's men that are being pushed away from the category it's yeah go along with whatever you see on twitter um yeah you know blend it or or you know like I have friends who will paint their nails or whatever, and it's like that fits them. But I, there are certainly people I think that, you know, like the wearing, like or wearing a dress or whatever. It's like, are you doing that because you feel that's part of your aesthetic, or because you know that that's like in vogue right now? You know, right. and it's like that. That to me is that's a that's a that's a more nuanced form of what mm-hmm. weakness or like conformity and not being able to speak up or whatever. And to your point, you know, it's like. It doesn't affect it doesn't affect men it doesn't affect men's sports leagues it doesn't affect mm-hmm. men's prisons it doesn't affect uh, you know your bathrooms or whatever yeah like, man I saw I saw I saw a TikTok of um, a woman in a massage parlor who had or not a massage parlor, a massage parlor that would be bad mm-hmm. uh, like a a, a spa um, and I don't know what the scenario was but she said that she had a like her daughter was with her and there was some. Man oh, I heard. who was identifying as a woman yeah. and walked and like was mm-hmm. just had their genitals out. It's like, you know, I, I, I really did kind of, and, and to some degree, I think there is like an element of, there's certainly people on the right who will say mm-hmm. a transgender in, in a, the wrong bathroom. It's like, no, screw that. That's, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, let, you know, there's, there's some reasonableness to be had here, but sports prison. It's like, those yeah. are, those are, uh, those are obvious enough and high stakes enough in the case of prison, certainly that. Yeah. Yeah. Me- I think it's, I think it is responsible. And this is something I was ca- like, cause when I, like I started my videos, I posted them on Facebook. They were for my friends. You know, I, I knew I was going to be put them on YouTube and maybe post them on Reddit mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's grown now where it's mostly people I don't know. Um, but it was originally like, okay, if I was going to make this video for one of just someone I went to high school or college with, and it's kind of like, look, um, you know, I, 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 I am privileged. So for like, when it came to black lives matter, it's like, I don't have people in my life that are immediately affected by racism or police brutality. Well, that's not true. I have people in my life affected by police brutality, but like racism or, or, you know, systemic oppression, but that doesn't absolve me of the responsibility to speak up and speak out on their behalf. And the same thing was like with transgender people. I, I, you know, I had a, a friend or have a friend whose sibling is transgender but I don't like talk to them ever really. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it, so it's part of me almost felt like, am I being in, inauthentic? Am I, am I, am I feigning outrage that yeah. like there are trans, there are um, w- uh, young women, for example, who are losing scholarships in sports or being put in the worst yeah. cases, being put in prison with men. And it's like, well, because it doesn't affect me, should I not speak up about it? Or it's like, th- like, Aren't I, am I smart enough or self-aware enough to know that even just because I haven't met them, that that's, that they're not act, they're not real and they're not deserving of, you know, um, people advocating on their behalf and stuff. And it's like, yeah, you can't even, yeah. Like, you know, if, I don't, I don't think it has to impact you to speak out on it. And I don't think that you, have do to I. Be, and, and, you know, transgender to speak out on it, which I see this right. a lot, you know, like, it's like, you have to be the identity to speak about the identity or what impacts that identity, which is complete bullshit. Because right. if actually we all spoke on it, uh, there might be more, I don't know, rationality being thrown into the yeah. discussion, perhaps. Yes, truth is not limited to 
one identity or the other. If I say a statement and it's true, mm-hmm. it's true no matter who yeah. says it. Like and 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 people the people who make that argument about well you have to be a certain identity to speak on it it's like yeah. if i'm white and i say black lives matter you agree with that as much as if a black person said black lives matter but if i'm white and i say you know um like mm-hmm. uh, we shouldn't have reparations <laughs> well it's because i'm white it's like okay never mind yeah. all the black people who you've just written off and silenced it's just like yeah yeah i um i was gonna this i don't know this related ish or, or not, yeah and i i'm i ramble a lot so totally you're fine i I go all over the place too um hopefully somebody's gonna get something out of this discussion but uh, no i was thinking about uh what i asked you in regards to trans people and stuff like that and uh, i was thinking about i had i had wanted to get this guy on once but i i wasn't i wasn't able to connect to him um but uh it was a dude from uh god what's that group called not okay the opposite of antifa for like the right proud boys yes thank you yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so this one dude in there i was gonna try to get on and um and somebody sent me their their website and i went to the website and somewhere in there it says you know like information on who they are sure and then i kept reading reading and then eventually boom right there okay it says how how you could like join or be a member and they're like it's strictly said you have to be born male you know um and obviously, like that—that's fine. You know, that's fine. Sure. Like, I'm not about to go throw a fit over this, but it is very interesting because you don't really. See, this isn't a thing, right? You see, um, women are—they're called turfs, right? But mm. you don't really see the same thing coming from. You don't really see trans men upset and starting, you know, to call men what terms or whatever, like radical. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not going to see that happen, uh, which I, I kind of have an idea as to why that's never going to fucking happen. Um, but, <laughs> but it is, it is interesting, you know, um, to me anyways. And I don't, I don't see the, anything wrong with that. Like I, I see a need for certain spaces to remain for certain people and that's fine. I'm not offended by, by that because you know what, if I was going to hang out with a group of trans men, which I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would ever hang out. They would have to be very easygoing. But uh, if I was sure. like, and I said, and I said, Paul, <laughs> you're coming with us camping, you know, <laughs> like, I feel like it would be a different, I'm not saying that it would be like super cringy, you know, maybe you'll get something <laughs> out of it. But I, I still think that you probably had prior experiences in a group of men that is going to differ from hanging out with trans men. Like I'm saying sure. this. You know, I feel like that's reasonable, and I don't think there's anything wrong in that. Um, and and I'm sure that the your experience, like, you know, everybody's always like, uh, well, one of the things they ask me is like, uh, you know, well, what does it mean to uh, whatever, live as a man or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? All I know is that, yeah, my biology is female. I transition because it just works for me. That's why. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm not, gonna, uh, I'm not going to claim that my experiences are exactly like Paul's. Mm. But... Uh, but it, and I, and I would always, I would also say like, you've had your whole life to right evolve and be a man and, and you have those experiences. Um, I have to adapt to those experiences. So that's why, like, I feel when people are like gender identity, it's innate, it's authentic and all this stuff. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I might've been dysphoric as a kid, but, but for me to sit here and say, I've always been a man, it, mm. it's, it's bullshit. You sure. know, it's bullshit. Uh, I've always felt dysphoric. But that could have meant a lot of different things. And I didn't know what it was like to interact in a group of men until those men saw me as a man. It's totally different. Right. So um, I have no idea how we got here. My, sure. I, I, well, I was – Yeah. I was jump in. Think, like so, you know, I was in a fraternity in college mm-hmm. and yeah. like 
it, should, it wasn't like the you know hot shit top tier. You know they call it top tier fraternity, yeah. whatever the Sperry's and the <clears throat> uh, uh, you know whole fucking nine yards. But I you know but there was like like maleness and masculinity. It's like dude, like it's it's yeah. there's no there. There is, there's no universe, there's, and, and I think this is a problem with just how deep our, our thinking, our meaning, like our society and just people, you know, who are, spend a lot of time on social media in particular, of how deep the whole collectivist ethos has gotten into us where like, yeah. there's no such thing as a universal male experience or, or black experience or white experience or Italian experience or trans men experience. It's like. There is, there is, there is the experience that every individual has, and you know this is what intersectionality gets right, so to speak. Is like there are multiple dimensions on which your identity exists. So you, you know, like you're, you're a trans man, but you're also white, and you're also, uh, you know, whatever economic class you're part of. And it's like all of those things make up the individual. Mm. And it's funny because you just take that to the logical extreme, and what do you get? You get individuality, right? The yeah. ultimate form of intersectionality is individuality. It takes into account every single dimension mm-hmm. on which you could possibly vary, and that makes up the individual person. But there's, there, is, there is a reality in terms of like, yeah, like if I'm around men, I played golf uh, uh, two weeks ago, and I, I, it was, I was just um, at home, so I just um, signed up myself, and then I got paired off with two 56-year-old guys. And within about, you know... Uh, 30 minutes of talking about fucking their wives and all this shit and stuff. And it's like, would they be doing that if I, if I was a woman? No. You know, there's certain things that are, that are, um, like contained within group identities or whatever. Yeah. Um, but those things, I, I I don't know. To me, that's very, would you superfluous? Yeah. Would you say that that's like, I'm just kind of trying to, take this conversation somewhere. Sure. So yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to pick on you, but would you say like that's By toxic all means. Uh, masculinity because that, you know, uh, I think, a, lot I think people, a little bit, I think to the degree that that concept yeah. has merit, which it's cert- which it certainly does. There are toxic fucking men and God only knows that you, you know, you talk to a woman about it for more than 10 yeah. minutes and you'll hear about it. So yeah. And, and, and it's, it's, it's a superfluousness, you know, it's like, it's kind of like sports. It's like, well, men are more into sports. It's like, you know, I'm a bears fan. Kind, oh, more so, I know. Well, as I say, no, more, no, I don't, I don't. I'm just I no, just, no, no. My my roommate is, and I give him shit. All yeah, time. well, we oh, might man. have a good year this year because <laughs> um, drafted uh, Justin Fields yeah. and put Mitch Trubisky right back to bed. But um, but who like okay, like like well, men are more in sports. It's like, do you know how like you know how superfluous and and, and not binding that it, it's it's good for small talk. It mm. might it, like there's certain elements of small talk I have access to with men that I wouldn't have with women and it's like, okay, but I think people vastly overestimate the degree to which that matters. And it's like, you know, again, with the past year, you know, I like had a lot of, uh, conversations and sort of re re establishing friendships and re rethinking them talking about like, you know, I'd have issues with friends where, you know, yeah. we'd be assholes to each other and never really admitted it to each other, like as a group or individually or whatever. Yeah. And that, and I had the, and I had those, I had those conversations with my male friends as much as I did with my female friends. And it's like, again, going back to the mental health thing, it's like the depth of stuff that matters is all individual. It's all individual experience. What is your unique experience? It's got nothing to do with stereotypes or collective um, Mm -hmm. ideas and stuff. So, which again is 
probably another issue I have with just the whole um, this gender ideology is that a lot of it is on stereotypes. Uh, and, sure. Um, oh yeah, it's virtually it, it's, predicated yeah. on that. Yeah. Right. Totally. And it's like uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't ever think about it. I personally, me, I don't ever think about it that way. Um, like I don't feel as though uh, when I'm around girls or guys, I don't I don't think about how I'm behaving and and try to behave a certain way. Um, you know, I, I might, yeah. yeah, like I, I don't really think about it too much. I do think about what I'm going to say, um, a lot more now that sure. I, I will say, man. And yeah, dude, it, that like the, the, the <clears throat> notion of, I think it, the thought that came to mind was like, that's, that's worrying about like, how, like, how am I presenting in a group setting in terms of like, yeah. like, if, like. Do these people think I'm cool? Do these people think I'm man enough? Do these people think I'm smart enough? Do these people think I'm politically yeah. in the right direction enough? It's like that is all – look at it, whatever dimension you want to look at. That is, mm-hmm. that is a result of, for me at least, was like insecurity of like, okay, I, I'm, I'm coming into this group and, and for one reason or another, I have to act a certain way or I have to say – I have to get their approval or something like that. And, and honestly, a, a major thing for me is has, since I've started doing these videos – and since like people from high school or people that I never talked to would just reach out to me and say, hey, really like your videos, really appreciate stuff. It's like, man, last people I ever would have thought, people I never talked yeah. to were like, yeah, that video about cool. porn addiction or whatever. It's like, that was, a, that was cool. It was helpful. It's like, okay. That, that gave mm-hmm. me a, a sense of confidence of like, people, oh, Paul, Paul's not man enough for Paul, or Paul, yeah. he's, 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 uh, he's, he's a, a, a right wing Trump supporter now or something like that. And it's like, well, first off, I, that's all bullshit on the face of it. But even even then, I don't care. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely the transport sure. thing. But it's like, mm. even then, it's just yeah. like, there's, you know, I, it, I think there, it's a cliche to be like, don't give a fuck what anyone thinks and like conformity's fuck. Because like, you have to give a fuck what other people think. Like, you have to be part of a community. You have to be, you know, establish a relationship. You have to have friends and all that. So you need to care what people think. But certainly our generation, certainly people who spend all their time on social media, certainly people who who I think this is the common thing is like when, once you see enough people get mad on Twitter or get mad on social media, unconsciously you start to project that onto people you meet and assume, okay, mm-hmm. if I even like, and I, I still get this feeling of like, like, man, like it, I really don't think that a 12 year old should be getting uh, a double mastectomy or whatever surgery or whatever. And it's like, that is so fucking self-evident and 90% of people believe yeah. in that. And mm. even my very left-wing friends fucking don't mm. believe that. And yet there's still this element of like, well, if just one person, what, you're a, you're a bigot or something. It's like, well, now they've tapped into that Twitter geist, which is in everybody else's mind, and now no one else wants to yeah. speak up. It's like, I don't know. It, 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 like I said, it, 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 programming is a good word. It unconsciously programs us way more than we realize. And, and speaking out i've like i said people would reach out to me stuff it's like you don't realize how powerful that is to just be like yeah i I don't believe this and i'm willing to say it and i know i'm not a bad person and you know i'm just gonna say this and i mean i'm I'm pretty sure maybe you could relate but i i know i find myself having to take a lot of breaks from social media (laughs) now that you're on it right um because if you're making a video or even talking to somebody that requires you to you know, watch content and keep up yeah. with stuff. And by the time you're done with that, you feel um, your mental health, or or at least personally me, my mental health, I feel like I'm way more anxious and um, on edge, you know? Oh, like yes. I'm more likely to just snap. 
And it's not a good place to be in, you know, um, which I find it, I find that very, very difficult about, you know, doing YouTube is making sure that your mental health is not declining because you're trying to work on content by keeping up with all the na- the craziness. Mm-hmm. And then also not reacting to, to comments or, or tweets that, you know, and I do, I, especially on Twitter, I'm bad on that. Like, you know, it's like, why am I, why am I responding to a cartoon yeah. avatar? You idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like. Uh, yeah. But I still do it. I'm like, every time I do, I'm like, you fucking idiot. Sure. You did it again. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. How do you, how do you keep on top of uh, your mental health when now that you're doing all these videos? Yeah. Like well, I, I distinctly remember I took like two weeks off of Twitter or maybe more, two or three weeks. And it was almost mm-hmm. like, because, you know, like, like some things on Twitter, you know, no matter who, and I follow a wide range of people, but let's say people mm-hmm. are following whoever. It's like some things on Twitter will trend to the point where everyone sees them. Yeah, and when I was off of it, I think it was actually during. Um, do you remember the uh, Korean spa shooting, or or there was a there was a there was a in Atlanta there was a shooting at like a, a spa, and it was they were saying it, it's what sparked the the stop Asian hate move, um, kind of movement. Mm. I wasn't on Twitter for that, and I remember like, I, like this would never have come up, right? Like yeah. you know how many people were murdered of every every race in every city over that same weekend. And yet this was brought to the forefront and it's like you know uh, like I get it obviously and and you know I I feel silly even having to be like yeah well that was bad and 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 you know we should strive to not facilitate any type of asian hate but it's like again that that that, 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 that and as a white person, maybe it's not up for me to say, but like I don't, I don't think that yeah. uh, anti-Asian discrimination is on the list of like top 10, 15 problems in America that need to be addressed in a movement when there's drug war and economic inequality and people, you know, committing suicide left and right. It's like, and I just remember, and there's 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 other examples of like I was talking to a friend today, and uh, you know Bo Burnham, yeah. comedian, she didn't know who he was, and I'm like. Man, based on my social media, it's like I see Bo Burnham memes and Bo Burnham music and all that stuff coming yeah. through all the time. But like this person didn't even know who it was. And I'm like, it, it just, it creates, it, it gives the illusion that everyone is on the same, is operating on the same references yeah. and the same memes and they, they aren't there. And I do think, uh, I do think that the whole, uh, it did seem like Asians were, were, there is an issue there. But it always does seem like when it's related to a person's identity that it's it's blown, in my opinion, out of proportion to such an extent that it becomes like the biggest problem in, in sure. America. Right, right, right. And 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 it, well, it's exactly that. And it's like you know, it's and fear mongering implies that there is a concerted attempt, which I think there is to some degree. But you know, it's not, it's like school shooting. Okay. You can't get any worse than that. But again, it's sort of like it's like I liken a lot of what's happening today to what the conservatives did after 9/11 with Islamic terrorism. It's like 9/11 mm-hmm. killed 3,000 people, a lot of people, you know. Mm-hmm. And and Islamic terrorism is a major threat to this day yeah. all over the world, primarily to Muslims. But the probability of any average person being affected by that versus you know, what, whatever myriad of mental health issues people face is virtually nothing. It's, I mean, like, you know, how many more people die in, in pool drownings or uh, falls from ladders or something like that? It's like, we, 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 our sense of proportion is vastly distorted by social media. I think that's one of the biggest problems. And like, 
and it, it's you know it's hard to have that conversation you know it's hard to yeah. be like guys like yes there's another mass shooting but again you know how many people died in Chicago? You know how many people died every? I think this weekend, I think there were eight people shot or something over Fourth of July weekend, highest ever. It's like, but you don't hear about it, and and it's not, it's it's not, it's socially acceptable to just. In fact, if people bring it up, you can say, well, you're only bringing that up because you know you just, uh, you know, insert whatever reason you're just bringing that up because you want to distract from the other issue we're talking about. It's like, yeah, I'm, whatever. But to your point about the mental health stuff, it's like. As far as just for me, for the content stuff, I try and I try I try not to react. I try not to do videos that are reacting to stuff that's happening in the moment. I'll pull from stuff that's happening relevant, like the critical race theory. Yeah. Um, I you know because that's brought to the mainstream. I've been I was able to kind of just do YouTube and, and research that, but that's I would argue, and this is something that Jordan Peterson pointed out years ago. And when I was in college, I, I have a minor in gender studies, and I saw this philosophy play out firsthand on the first day of class when my professor quotes and says um remember everyone to each according to their ability to each according to their need it's like okay we're just mm -hmm. gonna quote Karl Marx and it's like uh you know fair enough yeah. like we can talk about Karl Marx he had he, he, he made good critiques but everything else was garbage and all of the stuff playing out the way it is and well ev everything is racism or everything is patriarchy everything is this that's all a function of the idea, well, everything is class consciousness. Everything is class related. And so, again, rambling. Um, it's fine. easier for me not to, yeah, it's easier for me not to, oh, this happened, so I'm going to talk about this in particular. It's like any video I do, I try to think is like ever, will it be relevant a year from now? And like if it's yeah. not, then I try to avoid it. So it's less, Twitter, yeah, Twitter, God, like I hate engaging on Twitter. I don't have that many. Yeah. I've got 150 followers, thank God. And I, I don't put, I don't link my yeah. Twitter to my YouTube because I don't want to have oh, to really? start relying on it. But I probably oh, will eventually. And then, I mean, it is yeah. a good way to to put your videos out there. But, yeah, well, but that's how is, you and I got connected. It is a mess. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, oh, you have a minor in gender studies. Do tell. Yes. What what you? Why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. So it was. Um, so. I was a sophomore when Trump got elected and the next day in class, I was, I, I my major is in supply chain management, which is like okay. the opposite not, of gender studies. Basically. Yeah. I was going to say that's definitely not gender. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it was all business classes. And the next day we went into it and um, none of my professors brought up the election or like, like it was like, okay, the election happened. You can have the day off. But like there wasn't any conversation about like, hey, wasn't this kind of a historical thing? Like, can we at least talk about the business implications at least, you know? And I, and but we didn't. I'm like, it's kind of ridiculous that I'm at a liberal arts school mm -hmm. and I'm not. We're not talking about a very relevant event. So I said yeah. to myself, the next semester I'm going to take a class <clears throat> where I know for a fact they will talk about it. And I picked uh, gender, race, and law, which yeah. was uh, a 400 level class. Um, and then I took it and it was, it was relatively easy. Um, the teacher, the teacher, the professor was very lenient. Like we had a final paper yeah. that was supposed to be due. We had like the whole semester to complete it. And then like uh, two days before, like people emailed and said, can we push the deadline back? Which like you would never get away with in any, right, yeah. even, any class really. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, we'll extend it two weeks. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> so it was very, it was very easy. Yeah. Uh, that was the sad part. Um, well, depending on how you look at it. But then uh, I 
I only needed five classes to get a minor. And I was like, well, I already took the 400 level class for gender studies. And, um, I, you know, I could get out the other four. Um, and so that was, that was the kind of cynical practical reason I ended, I ended up doing that because I, you didn't have to read as much for a philosophy degree basically was, but the, but the, I would say deeper, more fundamental reason is like, I mean, I knew that was, I knew that gender studies and those degree and those, um, fields are sort of the, like I was saying with like the progressive YouTubers, like that's the think tanks for a lot of the progressive stuff. And I saw what was happening in there now playing out. And it's like, this is exactly, this is exactly the consequences of this kind of thinking. This is exactly, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, for example, I, I mean, we, I could go for hours about the perils of critical theory and all that and stuff, but like, um, so yeah, you were saying. Uh, so yeah, for, um, for, for the gender studies thing. So we were talking about female genital mutilation, which I'm, you're, you're familiar yeah, with. I know. Yeah. yeah. So I made the point and I was the only, uh, male guy in the class. And it's like, you know, I, and for most, a lot of those classes, it was just so common to hear. I've got several stories, but I'll start, I'll stick with this one for now. Female genital mutilation. <laughs> I said something to the effect of like, yeah, it's pretty barbaric. Which, you know, in, in gender studies, barbaric. It's like, you, you, what you, superiority type thing. Which is like, no, you know, I don't even want to describe it, but the disgusting nature of female genital mutilation, if anything in this world could be described as barbaric, it's female genital mutilation. Yeah, I, no, I agree. And they, and, and a, several women were making the point that, well, Amer- like, you can't criticize those countries because America has problems too. And you don't understand the, that that's a colonial perspective to say that, like, one culture is better. It's like, are you fucking joking? That's fucking insane. And, and, and I would argue that the ideology underpins that is that, you know, female genital mutilation is a violation of human rights. But to your point about language, about how they're redefining language and its deconstruction is like the technical term, the notion of human rights is a Western construct. There isn't like it's Western people made that up. And then they would point to, well, how many times has the term human rights been used to justify colonialism or whatever they they would they would liken it to well civilization white white colonizers spreading civilization to civilize the savages it's like look there are always rationalizations you can make about anything but at the when you get to the point where you're saying that human rights are not a real thing this is why the world is the way it is because you don't even realize the implications of your ideology you're just letting it play out you know in you another example this one uh, woman said something to the effect of, we're in, you know, I, I went to a um, big state school um, and pe- privileged people there, a lot of them. And that we were talking about, she said, I don't know what the subject was, but I just remember her going, we're talking about like working class jobs or something like that. And she said, I just hate how in America we like venerate working class jobs because it's mostly white men in them. And I was just like, lady, if some coal miner heard you say that, like when you sit in this classroom, in this air-conditioned classroom, it's like you don't – it's just – and it was – she had such righteousness in her voice. And it was just like – it was anger. It was legitimate anger. And it's just like it, – it, 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 I saw the microcosm of everything playing out on social media and now in politics and now yeah, in Yeah, I don't know how you sat that. that class. Well, I, dude, I, a lot of times I put my, <laughs> I put my head down. I'm just like – because I, I was the only – uh, straight white dude and at least at least two or maybe three 
and they would just say something like it would just be casual like straight white men did this or or like mm. when a straight white man says this and i would just be like i always sat in the back corner and i was always just like uh, not me. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut and just listen. God, just all your classmates yeah. sound like so much fun. Oh yeah, it it was. Um, I learned a lot. I'm <laughs> I. It was. I'm very glad I did it, and it's a fun joke to make uh, to my. Um, yeah. To my female friends, where I can be like, technically, I'm more qualified to speak on women's issues than you are, and it's mm-hmm. oh, here we go. But yeah, that one gets me in trouble sometimes. But yeah, uh, I was gonna say, be careful who you say. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Um, but uh but yeah so that was the one of uh where I, I wanted to bring something up and then you know probably get close to closing it out sure. but, uh, yeah yeah you said something um on your channel about how uh you know people when people see children being you know kind of screwed over by gender ideology that it is it is i don't know if you said it will it will or it could push um, push people to the right yeah, and you were saying like it could create like a bunch of like right wing e- extremists. Yeah, um, I was I was wondering if you could kind of elaborate sure. on that. Yeah, well, my, so here's my my thought is, I have a lot of um, cousins and friends who are apolitical completely. Don't even know who Karl Marx is, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, you, you know, I I've, I've 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 I'm not an expert. I haven't read all that, but I we, I know what it is and can articulate it and. and it's relevance to things. And I think most people who are politically minded at least have heard the name. Yeah. You think about the apolitical people like that. And I think, again, I think my cousins who have like, they're a little bit older than me. So they've got kids who are eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. I, I just think, think of an average person, not on Twitter or not on any yeah. of that. And they're at their kids high school, uh, track event or whatever. And a 14 year old male, no transition, no anything, is competing on the women's sports team and dominates. And we, everyone's seen the images of people playing, you know, um, the, like the giant handball guy or the uh, Rachel McKinnon or, or the powerlifters yeah. in the most. Like you could not come up with a more like God no, it's, to separate. It's, it's, it's perfect. It, yeah. I, lo- I, I mean, I hate that it's happening, but I love that we have images because it's like, yeah. yeah. Right. Which, someday, in the, someday in the future, yeah. we're going to look and, back. And to the degree that <laughs> yeah. see that. see these pictures and be like, yeah. what the And fuck? to the degree that I'm optimistic, it's because I think like, com- like when comedians are like considered right-wing, when Dave Chappelle is considered right-wing because right. he'll exactly. make a joke about transgender people, just like he'll make a joke about anyone, it's mm. like, okay. But my, my point in that was regular people who don't know anything about politics see that and rightfully go, this is nuts. I will vote for whoever is against that because that's all I'm concerned with. Most Mm. people don't vote, right? So most people couldn't care one way or another. So they will be a one-issue voter. And when it's something ridiculous like that, I believe there was an opinion um, piece in the Washington Post, I believe it was, Mm. that said something about – you know, there was that argument about kink at Pride Parade. Yeah. And I think there was an opinion article. Oh yeah, I remember. I, I it's like I want I think, my kids to see it or something like that. Yeah, wasn't that like uh, where was it from? New York Times or I think something? It was Washington Post, maybe. Washington, Democracy, yeah. Democracy dies in darkness. I didn't read it. Um, read yeah, there's no point in reading it. Really, the headlines. I want my and, it, and it's and it's like yeah, it's like that. I mean that like when it's like you might as well be saying you want your you want to send your kid off. Uh, to be surrounded by a bunch of fucking pedophiles or something like I that. Mean, that's how that's how ridiculously gross yeah. that sounds to me, anyways. Yeah, and 
to most people and especially mm-hmm. people who aren't like they're not he, they're not like oh well th- this is the reason she's saying that is because she's trying to expand the you know the notion of sexual identity like it's fluid and all that and we can embrace it and talk about it. it's like yeah no, that's not how that plays out well, how it plays out is regular people see that and they immediately say i will go with whoever's against that and you know and it's i think it's the same thing with like trump like a lot of yeah. people just voted against trump it's like i don't care what the fuck it is yeah, I'm just sick of Trump. And I think that that's how most people, certainly people who are not politic, politically oriented, make their decisions. No, you have a point. Because uh, we see this with, uh, right, we'll, we'll see some, <clears throat> for example, there's there's a lot of feminists who speak out against uh, this trans ideology, and they are not on the right. But they will yeah. definitely, you know, they'll definitely have a conversation with somebody on the right. Yes. They'll definitely go talk to, talk yeah. to Tucker Carlson. Yep. You know, um, J.K. So, Rowling. Yeah. Like when, yeah. when J.K. Rowling is right wing now, you've oh the word God, right yeah. wing means nothing. It's like. <laughs> exactly. Goodness yeah. gracious. And, and, so, and so yeah. You're right. Yeah. I mean, people have to go somewhere, right? If you keep calling people transphobic, bigots and whatnot, and you don't give them a chance to speak let alone, you know, hear them out. Uh, yeah, they're going to have to go somewhere. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, the, mm-hmm. it's the idea of repression. It's like a fundamental tenet in psychology, Freud, Peterson, whatever, whoever you want to talk to. When you yeah. repress something, it comes back with a vengeance. And if you repress people's like, hey, this is nuts, and I know I'm not the only one that thinks this, but I can't really say anything about it, that comes back of, well, I'll just vote for, right. I'll vote for whoever the, the proto-fascist is. And I, and I, I mean this. Right now, I think the left is currently because they have the institutional capture, you know, they're sort of they have the power as it stands. Yeah. Right now, that left is a bigger problem, but I think in five to ten years, I think, I think you and I are going to be focusing more of our time on the right and a religious research. Hopefully, we're still alive. Yeah. Well, assuming the yeah right, assuming there's anything Pass left the in five to ten years. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just I know. Like, so. It's fucking, it, it is crazy. I mean, it, it really is. Because, I mean, even in the LGBT, right, we see a lot of LGBs are sick and tired of the T's. So what yeah. are they doing? They're, they're, they're leaving. Yeah, they're gonna there's an, isn't there an LGB alliance or something like yeah, that? Yeah, there is. From that? So right. like, now the T's are, uh, people like me are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, dude, what the hell? It's crazy. Um, it's just crazy how, how divided we are. And we yeah. continue to be because, I mean, just something as simple as science, right? We should be able to agree on scientific facts no now we have right-wing science left-wing science mm-hmm. like that's kind of i mean i don't see it that way but that's essentially how sure. a, a far leftist does right they they see it like you believe in biological sex that's a that's a turf whistle that's yeah, a, right. a right-wing that's whistle a pro- that's a product yeah. of western european constructed right, yeah, science that, therefore um, invalid yeah so it's crazy it's crazy to see i mean I don't, I don't know where we would end up at this point i'm honestly trying not to be terrified but it's like all right, so we're gonna just split into two categories here. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I plan on making a video some someday soon <laughs> called "Make Enlightened Centrism Great Again." That will be the 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 path back forward. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it's um, it's nuts. But I think conversations like this are um, impactful, and I never really considered. Like, you know, the Joe Rogan has a huge reach or whatever, and you might have a couple yeah. people, but like, I am, you and I are, are, exist in a network where we affect 50 right. to 100 people more, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, then that, then that snowballs and that snowballs. It's like, it is kind know, of crazy. Especially now, individual people have way more power than they realize. And yes, that, that, that gives yeah. me optimism. 
I think. Which is which is why I'm you know I'm glad that you're you're making your channel because yes. uh, it does. I mean, it does. It doesn't seem like it, right? You're you have seven hundred ish, right? Subs. I have like a thousand. I mean, it really yeah. seems like nobody's watching this shit. Sure, <laughs> but well, people do. It you know people do. They share it, and uh, I mean, it does. It does oh, yeah. make a difference. And it and uh, it multiplies. Despite the fact time. that you have a tone, sometimes it's still right. It's all right. Well, and I think you know, like <laughs> you you giving voice to uh, detransitioners. Like I think I you know I think the. Mu- the most marginalized people in society right now are, are you could make a case are like the detransitioners because because yeah. because the people who are usually the ones mm-hmm. advocating for marginalized are trying to Crazy, silence huh? them right when when the head of the human <laughs> rights campaign fuck? says yeah. to Leslie Stahl in 60 minutes don't mm-hmm. air this because right wing people might use it as ammunition it's like yeah and yeah. but you and don't really you, see them you, you don't really see them invite you don't see these other networks. I want to see, is CNN going to invite a detransitioner right. and actually give her the opportunity to, to share her story exactly how uh, she needs to, to help other people? Right. Probably not. You know? Right, right, right. But, yeah. and, but I, I first saw it, like, I think it was Daisy um, Chiadra or Chardra or... Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, so. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, she, um, she came on your show and then I saw her on um, Benjamin Boyce, I believe. And it's yeah. just like, it, 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 it multiplies. Yeah. 